Welcome to the nationally syndicated In the Oil Patch radio show with Kim Bellotto, broadcasting from the Port of Corpus Christi studios. Get more on the Port of Corpus Christi at portofcc.com. In the Oil Patch radio show will give you an inside look at the oil, gas, and energy industry and how it affects you from industry experts and government officials right here on the In the Oil Patch radio show. And now it's time for me to welcome my guest, the president and CEO of Permian Strategic Partnerships, Tracy Bentley. Tracy, welcome back to In the Oil Patch radio show. Thank you, Kim. It's so great to be back. Well, I wanted to bring you on because you guys have released some recent reports about just how really well the Permian Basin is doing thanks to your members and the partnership coming together in a strategic way to really help develop the entire infrastructure when we talk about the Permian Basin. But before we get started on that, I want to, first of all, give our listeners who don't know you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself. You have an interesting story, as well as what is the Permian Strategic Partnership? Sure. Well, just a little bit about me. I moved to the Permian Basin early in 2019, specifically to be the first president and CEO of this wonderful and very unique coalition called the Permian Strategic Partnership. I was born and raised in Colorado in a farm and ranch family and uh, got both of my degrees from Colorado State, worked for a governor um, and did a lot of my work, really professional work in energy, agriculture, water and rural related issues. And so when I got the call that there was something amazing and one of a kind starting in the Permian Basin, it kind of um, hit all of my favorite things. And so I was interested to learn more and was lucky enough to be to have been asked to come down and run the Permian Strategic Partnership, which is a coalition of energy companies and now two university systems who have come together to um, create uh, an amazing workforce and infrastructure for the the largest and and well, certainly the most prolific energy basin in the world here in the Permian Basin. And so in order to do that and and to continue to make sure that we can produce the energy that we need here, We've really got to focus on on several things, uh, core focus areas, Kim, as you alluded to, to earlier. And many studies and surveys showed that we, in order to be transformative, we've really got to make strategic investments in education, healthcare, workforce development, and roads and infrastructure. And so that is what uh, our 27 member companies are focusing on. Well, and to kind of give our listeners an understanding, you know, there are, there were some other, when the Shell Revolution kind of came along, Eagle Ford um, on in South Texas was also another area. It was very, very large, just like the Permian Basin. And I think that what they could have learned from what you guys are doing is how to develop the infrastructure to grow with this area, as opposed to every little town kind of looked at it on their own. And there were great associations. There, there are great associations that cover uh, oil and gas. However, you guys, you're not really a lobbying group. You're more really focusing on all of the necessary infrastructure that a large community is going to grow and experience. And you guys got in there early and you really, it shows in your numbers. And we're going to cover that in the show. But just to give our listeners an understanding of how big and how really important the Permian Basin is, 
I'm going to read some of the stuff off of your report. It's, you know, obviously for people who don't know, it's located in West Texas and then a part of Southeast New Mexico. And it has risen to be one of the most prolific energy regions in the world. Permian contains an enormous untapped potential. We all know that. And thanks to its vast reserves, it's going to continue to be an energy epic center for decades to come. The most important thing, though, that I got out of the report is just how many millions of Texans and New Mexicans are going to enjoy the benefits of what you guys have been working on. So let's start with, we've had a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of things that that when we talk about energy, doesn't it affects us, but there are things that are out of our hands. Maybe there's something going on in another part of the world, uh, Ukraine invading, I mean, Russia invading Ukraine. A lot of things happen in another part of the world, and it does tend to affect us here back home as well. What you guys did in, in helping everybody understand, it was about strategically looking at that area and focusing, like you said, on things that were really important. How do we grow with the roads that have been created years back? How do we grow and continue to look at what is going to attract the best talent? You're going to need to have good schools. You're going to need to have hospitals that are staffed. You're going to need a, a good education system for people to want to move their families there. So while you guys have been working on this, you are just working on one specific part. You and your members really looked at this very strategically to say, we're going to invest in the core needed to really grow the region in a way that it can sustain its growth for decades to come without, and also looking at safety as a key component as well. So, so let's start talking about that because your reports are really great. It kind of just really helps tell me how, how you guys really decided to get serious about, we're going to invest in everything that we need to make the Permian Basin one of the most attractive places to come and live and work in if you want to work in the energy industry, which we all know you get good high paying jobs too. So let's reflect a little bit on, let's start with education. What has been the focus that you've been focusing on when we talk about our schools? Because you have a lot of partnerships at the, you know, uh, elementary level, all the way up to the universities, like you mentioned, that are members of you guys now. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. So Permian-wide, which by the way, Kim, as you alluded to earlier, we're a very, very large region. We span about 86,000 square miles. So we're about the size of Minnesota. The only difference is, well, there are a lot of differences, but one of the key differences, Minnesota has a population of about 5 million, and we have a population of give or take 800,000. So we are vast in size, but very rural when it comes to population. Uh, which presents its challenges. And one of those is, as you just uh, spoke to, is, is education. So we we do make a very effort. We're very strategic about looking at our region as a whole um, and how can we invest uh, in, in projects that will, you know, ideally touch the entire region and really get the region to start working together. Because we are so sparse in population, we really need to combine resources and talent uh, to get some of these major uh, transformative projects done. And education is without a doubt one of those. So some of the, the ways that, that we've look, looked at this is we know that if there should be any region in this country, probably in the world, 
that should have advanced career technical education opportunities that is right here in the Permian Basin. And so take, taking a step back and viewing, okay, what do we have existing already that we can help advance and modernize? Um, and then in spots where we don't have adequate access to, to CTE, maybe we need to build there, but build for for several counties, not just for one town, for example. And so that's why we did a career technical education assessment that's really gonna help us out with that. Uh, and we started with the CTE high school in Hobbs that has been very successful and we think can serve as a model for parts of the other Permian. Another well, area, oh, yep. I think the other, when I mentioned earlier about Eagle Ford, you know, lessons learned that they could have created a strategic <laughs> partnership over there and it would have probably been done correctly in developing the whole entire region for growth. And even though that area has slowed down, um, there are some towns that are that made really good decisions and some didn't. And now they're seeing what happens when you don't have this strategic outline to go by. Some of these numbers, Tracy, $16 million in education is this report is just one area of it. There's a lot that you guys have funded from STEM, which is so important if you want a career in engineering or um, especially a lot in the oil and gas industry. There were a lot of there's a lot of money that you guys gave in developing the infrastructure in education a lot. That's pretty that's pretty good numbers here that we're seeing. Um, yes, to your point, uh, we've spent more in education than any other uh, core area, um, which which we spent a lot in healthcare as well, but you're right. We've really had a big focus on education. You know, I think when you guys were being created and we studied what your area of focus was going to be, and just to cover it, it's going to cover education, healthcare, workforce, road safety, and housing, all in one amazing place. This is your infrastructure of anything that's going to grow and grow in accordance with what it needs to with population and with companies. And you guys happen to have some of the largest uh, exploration companies drilling out there in the Permian Basin. So education is the key, but it was also, when, when I looked at it, I also saw the importance of you guys seeing that if we want to retain talent or attract talent you know, no one wants to move their family somewhere where they lack really good infrastructure for education. So that was one that you guys looked at. Let's, you also mentioned healthcare and healthcare is also very important on if you have good healthcare, people feel safe, they have adequate um, opportunities to go to the doctor or if they have an emergency, there's good ER doctors. But I also noticed that you have and you all considered and you funded mental health, which is always overlooked, always overlooked. You guys didn't overlook that. Tell me about healthcare. Yes. Well, as you pointed out, um, Kim, there's, you know, you have to know that when you move to a region where you want, or if you want to raise a family somewhere, that you have access to the to top quality healthcare, which as, as you pointed out, absolutely includes behavioral mental health. We know that uh, to date, almost 40% of Korean Basin residents leave the, the region to go get specialty care, which by the way, includes behavioral health care. Mm -hmm. And those people who are able to travel 
um, are lucky enough to be able to do so, but, but the vast majority of residents in the Permian do not have the resources to travel out of the region to go get the specialty care that they need. So a big part of our strategic plan is bringing more specialty care to the Permian Basin so that people don't have to travel. And we started with behavioral health. We know that we, we live in a behavioral health desert out here. And so making sure that we had access like urban areas did was a top priority. So PSP and several others, along with the state legislature, uh, are going to be able to fund a first of its class uh, behavioral regional behavioral health center that will serve all 22 counties in the Permian. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to on the Wall Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. Attention small and medium-sized business owners. Are you feeling overwhelmed with back office tasks like payroll, workers' compensation, federal regulations, safety laws, employment standards, and benefits? Don't worry. Unique HR has your back. For over 30 years, our team of qualified professionals has been providing people-centered solutions to help businesses like yours navigate the heavy burden of running a business and managing their workforce. We're the PEO with a pulse, and we are just a phone call away. Call us today at 361-852-6392. Unique HR, the partner you can trust. And we're back. You're listening to an oil patch radio show. My guest today is Tracy Bentley, who is the president and CEO of Permian Strategic Partnership. Tracy, before the break, we were talking about a recent report that you guys released on how you guys were doing in taking money that your members are giving to be put strategically out into the Permian Basin area, which spans two states, Texas and New Mexico, to continue to work in developing education, healthcare, workforce, road safety, and housing. And in this report, while you guys are very young, um, you've managed to really get a lot accomplished in uh, the amount of time you've had of bringing the Permian Basin to life. How old are you guys? Well, Kim, I'm glad you asked because uh, next year we're going to turn five. That's a lot of work to get done for less than five years, Tracy. I give you a huge compliment. That's a lot of work you guys have been working on. Thank you. We're awfully proud. In five years, we've uh, taken $160 million of our own uh, and invested. But more importantly, we've taken our $160 million and leveraged that into $1.2 billion when we got together with other partners at the federal, state, local, and other philanthropic. Uh, partners. And so we're very excited about the, the our leveraging aspect. And I want to cover some of your members, if you don't mind, because you have some of the largest oil and gas producers out there. They're poning up this money to benefit the community that they are working and living in, correct? Some Who are some of your members? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I'd love to, bra- to brag about them and everything that they're doing. So our members are Apache, BPX, Champion X, Chevron, Cotera, ConocoPhillips, Devon, Diamondback Energy, Endeavor, EOG, ExxonMobil, Halliburton, Homer Campaign, Kinetic, Liberty, Newborn, Occidental, Oventive, Permian Resources, Pioneer, Plains All-American, SLB, Targa, Texas Tech University System, the University of Texas System, Waterbridge, and Western Midstream. That's that's some of the largest companies (laughs) on the planet that drill exploration and production companies. And they have this vision less than five years ago to, as they come in and develop the energy resources that we need to be less dependent on foreign oil, they also had the vision to build the infrastructure to grow. So let's keep talking about what your report says. And I do encourage all of our listeners to go to your website, Permian 
partnership.org. The reports are there. There's another good report on there too about stuff you guys have been working on and gotten accomplished a whole lot in less than five years. I, I want to go back to behavioral health because you and I, we've we've talked a lot and um, mental health is important. It uh, It is a soft spot for me. I believe you do understand as well how important mental health is. And I think that you kept that as a priority to, to bring in. So many rural towns do not get access to mental health services. And yet mental health is far more common than heart disease and diabetes. And yet there are so many rural places that have to travel to another large city just to get their prescriptions filled and or see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. And yet it's just so uh, many people struggle with depression or other behavioral health issues that they may have, and they're just not really meant to be covered and held or, 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 or seen in a regular MD's office. This is a specialized care. And with it being so common, it's so overlooked. Texas, we struggle even in this state as a whole to try to bring enough mental health, even to the major cities, much less the rural. So you didn't forget about rural. Tell me a little bit about, I see a number of 12.5 million. What did that money specifically go to? Was it one center? Was it satellite offices across? And what are you bringing to the area for that amount of money to help people in need with mental health services or, or yes. needs? So that specific project is um, is a portion of what it will take to build this regional behavioral health center that will service 22 counties, 19 in West Texas, three in New Mexico. But it will have it will be able to service our, our littlest of patients, right? So our, our toddlers, toddlers and four and five year olds, all the way up to um, our elderly uh, population here, including veterans, including teens. And it's something that we badly needed for so long because Kim, you and I have talked about it. Oftentimes, because there's nowhere to go seek treatment, we find these patients ending up in the emergency room, and that's not where they belong, and that's not where they're going to get care. And so being able to, to get them the resources that they need with specialists who specialize in where they're at at life, including um, addiction and depression and all the things that, that we associate with behavioral health, uh, is just going to help our entire health system and the strain that it has on it now. But more importantly, we'll be able to have members of the, of the Permian and our friends and neighbors getting healthy and getting back into the workforce and back to you know feeling happy about life. And so we're really excited about this opportunity. I think the residents that are living in that community should really understand what a gift that your group gave to them. Because, you know, when you, when I look at San Antonio and the area that it has to cover, it goes all the way to Corpus Christi and beyond, meaning that they have to go all the way from Corpus or another surrounding South Texas town, all the way to San Antonio to get their, their mental health needs. Um, and a lot of times they feed into just a few hospitals that are designed for mental health or our local hospitals that the state carries for these people who need inpatient treatment. And to think it probably could have been avoided if they had had some access to preventative, if you will, rather it's through medication or counseling or therapy. It could have been probably avoided an actual mental health stay in a facility, one of our state hospitals, if you will. So that's half the problem. You guys are diverting it by having them have access to healthcare services. Rather, it is, like you said, addiction, alcoholism. They're feeding the symptom, but they're not getting any help for it by 
unfortunately picking poor choices, if you will, in addiction or alcoholism, as opposed to seeking the treatment that they need. So when you give them the opportunity to seek mental health, I think most mentally ill people would rather stay mentally healthy than not. And when when I look out, there's a lot of blue collar that typically tends to fall into that because they just don't have access to treatment. And the the more stressed out they get, the worse the symptoms get too. So it affects us all. When you said they end up in the ERs, yes. And when we have a car wreck or we have a medical emergency, you don't want your ERs all plugged up with people just trying to get access to their uh, medication and some treatment. That is the most inefficient way to do mental health servicing, as well as it's far more expensive as well. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, I want to change gears a little bit on you and let's talk about safety of what's going on in the roads and what was the vision there that you guys were putting together because it seems to be working. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to on the Oil Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. Attention small and medium-sized business owners. Are you feeling overwhelmed with back office tasks like payroll, workers' compensation, federal regulations, safety laws, employment standards, and benefits? Don't worry. Unique HR has your back. For over 30 years, our team of qualified professionals has been providing people-centered solutions to help businesses like yours navigate the heavy burden of running a business and managing their workforce. We're the PEO with a pulse, and we are just a phone call away. Call us today at 361-852-6392. Unique HR, the partner you can trust. And we're back. You're listening to on the Oil Patch Radio Show. My guest today is Tracy Bentley, who is the president and CEO of Permian Strategic Partnership. Before the break, we talked a lot about y'all's investment into healthcare. Very, very important. And you didn't forget mental health as well. But I want to switch gears and talk about safety now, because one of the key drivers for you all as well. And, and and I don't think it's easy to get these things done because we're talking about road safety. And then we'll talk a little bit further about just safety, safety in general. But when you're talking about dealing with transportation, it isn't that easy to get things done because you're dealing with government agencies, correct? And, and tell me how you guys were able to help continue to make the roads safe for the residents that are living in the Permian Basin area. Sure. Well, the Permian, uh, unfortunately, has some of the um, most deadliest roadways anywhere in the country and certainly in the state of Texas and New Mexico. Uh, up until recently, we're averaging a fatality per day. And that's that's too high for any community, but uh, it's certainly unacceptable uh, for us. And so we, when we did a study, we looked at uh, what what is primarily contributing to this. And it's several things. But number one, it was our outdated infrastructure. Our roads were built you know, for more, for much less volume and even uh, a much, a much different, um, you know, uh, base of our economy, they were, they were really built for agriculture. So that tells you how dated our roads and our infrastructure really are. Uh, but number two, when we looked at who's driving on our roads, because of the need uh, and, the, and the lack of experienced drivers, unfortunately, we do see um, many drivers driving semis out on our roads who don't have proper certification to be doing so. So we knew we had to do something about that. But when it comes to advocacy for how do we get the appropriate infrastructure and size of roads and better planning of roads to make them overall safe, we spent a lot of time in Austin advocating with the TxDOT Commission about why an investment from their part would be worth it on our end so that we can continue to deliver a product to market in a safe and efficient manner. And so after many conversations and a couple of years, we were a, we've been able to secure 
significant, in fact, unprecedented amounts of funding from TxDOT specifically for Permian Basin roads. And that has made a world of difference. And we've, we've created a very wonderful relationship with the governor and with the TxDOT commission and chairman Bug. So we, and in fact, we've coined these investments now, uh, Permian Promise. That's how significant this relationship has been. When it comes to driver tr behavior and training, going back to the lack of certified drivers that we saw, when we got down to it, we, we looked and we said, well, we really don't have robust enough programs to be able to train certified truck drivers. And so what can we do about that? Well, Odessa College had a great program that was already in place, but we knew that we could increase it and give them even more uh, technology and tools to be able to, to keep up with the, the most current um, driving certifications and, and practices. So we worked with Odessa College and expanded their truck driving academy that is one of the best in the nation. And now we're able to train almost double the amount of certified drivers that we had been previously. And we hope to be able to increase this even in the future so that more and more of our drivers can pay to get certified, get the best certification. And those are the drivers that we want out on our roads. Exactly. What about first responders too? Because in your report, it kind of discusses how the, the lack of road infrastructure, roads were built a long time ago when there was less traffic, you, you you hit on truck driving and that they didn't have the proper certifications and you guys have addressed that. But you also talked about safety within the community and first responders. Tell me about that. Yes. So Kim, you know that when you live in, in rural America, chances are that most of your first responders and safety personnel are going to be volunteer. So they have full-time jobs and they have to leave work to respond if there's an accident or a fire. Um, and so resources are really are very, very limited. Well, that is certainly the case in the Permian Basin. The vast majority are volunteer-led. And so we wanted to make sure that for the volunteer-led departments that they had the tools that they needed to help keep, uh, keep everyone safe. And we, what we found is that they didn't. Some of them are operating on shoestring budgets that, quite honestly, they're struggling to pay for fuel in their fire trucks. So for the past couple of years, we've gotten together with the Permian Basin Road Safety Coalition and outfitted all of our first responders with the equipment, the up-to-date equipment that they need uh, to keep themselves and, and all of us safer on the roads. And these include things like the jaws of life, um, lights. So if you go out at night and you come upon a, a scene, you can, you know, you don't have to use your flashlight. You can set up a big light and actually see um, some technology that will allow them to communicate more promptly and efficiently with ambulances, tell them what's going on in real time. Um, and some some fire retardant clothing and some other things, some very basic things that I think maybe some of the cities take for granted that we just didn't have out here. So we've done a couple of rounds of that. And we have seen, we've heard so many stories about had they not had this equipment, lives would have been lost and yeah. people may not have recovered. So it's just been amazing. Yep. No, it's so important because when seconds matter, you you want to hope and pray that the first responders know what they're doing, have the proper training and have the proper equipment. Tracy, let's take a break. I wanna come back and talk about workforce initiatives that you guys have been working on as well. You're listening to In the Old Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to On the Oil Patch Radio Show. My guest today is Tracy Bentley, who is the president and CEO of Permian Strategic Partnership. Tracy, in your report that you guys just released, it shows the core infrastructure that you guys were focusing on, and it hit every single area that a community needs to be working on 
to really develop the area in a meaningful way so it can it's prepared for the future to grow as well. Workforce was one that you guys looked at as well. You need to have skilled workforce in order to continue to grow that area, continue to attract high paying jobs and and retain them as well there. So tell me a little bit about what you what you guys noticed with workforce. What were some of the solutions? Yes. So by 2040, our new report projects that we're going to need 190,000 workers. Uh, now, these are workers needed to replace people retiring, um, but also accounts for growth. So 190,000 people by 2040 is a lot of these people, is, is a whole lot of people. And so who are these that we need? Well, we need uh, finance, business, computer, engineering, uh, education, legal, healthcare practitioners, um, sales. We need uh, forestry, administrative support, communications. So you can tell Kim that we need almost everything direct and direct, indirectly and directly related to industry. But the only way that we're going to be able to fill this 190,000 is if number one, uh, we know that we have a pipeline to get people the skills and the training that we need to get there, right? So that means really working closely with our community colleges and our universities out here to make sure that from at a very young age, all the way through high school graduation, they know that there are clear paths available to get them into one of these, as you said, very high paying skilled jobs. So not just assuming that they know how to get there, really working with our public school systems uh, to show them a clear path and even uh, creating dual credit programs is going to be really important to getting there. You guys, once again, you know, I, I really enjoy what you guys are doing and I can't say enough of the good job. But then when we look out and it's you've got the largest and the best companies as your members and then, of course, a woman leading it. Right. Um, but a very seasoned woman, you, you looked at healthcare and you said, let's not forget mental health. You also look at workforce and you're like, let's not forget the veterans. Tell me what the linking veterans with support and resources is about. This, so this is one of my most favorite initiatives, Kim. They're all, they're all amazing, but this one hits home for me because I come from a family of veterans, uh, both on my mom and dad's side and my brother is a veteran as well. And when he came out of the military, retired pretty recently, he was searching for a community for he and his family. And he was just looking for a couple of things. Number one, where is a good high paying job? Uh, number two, where are good schools? Where are good health care? And where's the community that's really going to help my family and I adjust right back to civilian life? And so I really took that to heart. Uh, we want to make the Permian Basin the most veteran-friendly region in the United States. And so we partnered with America's Warrior Partnership. And guess what we found? Veterans want access to quality education, access to quality health care. They want good-paying, uh, stable jobs for, for them and their spouse. And they want to feel loved by the community and be able to plug in and, and feel that sense. And so that's exactly what America's Warrior Partnership and PSP are doing. We created the Permian Warrior Partnership, who's been up and going for two years now and have reached hundreds of veterans and helped them find benefits and connect in the community um, and, and healthcare and, and the things that, and jobs, the things that we've been talking about uh, who otherwise probably wouldn't have. But now we're very excited. Uh, to continue that, but also to start recruit veterans right out of the military and say, come to the Permian Basin. We have an amazing job for you. We have a community that, that loves you. Uh, and we've got a system that's going to support you. So I'm so excited about what's in store for us when it comes to veterans. You know, um, writing stories in shale or interviewing on the radio, 
through the years of interviewing most senior executives, they, no matter who I interviewed, no matter which executive CEO, they always said, we are a company that embraces veterans to come to work for us. Um, and so, of course, I was looking at that and saying, of course, they would never leave out the veterans because I think oil and gas companies are some of the most um, honorable in, in respecting what the veterans have done for us and our community, and they want to put them to work in their companies. So it was good to see that you guys didn't think you didn't leave them out in any way. You're embracing them to come. Let's let's talk about the supporting growth through skilled trade programs, staying online with how important workforce is. So it kind of seems like you're doing the same thing with workforce that you're in the same capacity that you're looking to help certify our truck drivers that are in that area. Tell me about that. Yes. So in addition to creating pathways, pathways, excuse me, through higher education, as I touched on earlier, another important investment that, we, that we've made is through partnering with SkillPoint Alliance. So our region has a massive shortage when it comes to electricians, plumbers, HVAC workers, uh, the skilled trades. And it's not only just for our industry, for oil and gas, but for the community at large. Um, it's, it can be really tough to find an electrician or a plumber here or, or HVAC in a timely fashion. Um, and those are really important things to, to have for a community. So we recognized this and said, how can we expedite uh, folks who are interested in going to these fields, getting uh, a, an expedited certification and then placing them in jobs immediately? Well, SkillPoint Alliance um, came as a, as a natural partner. And so we've been working with them for about two years. Uh, every quarter, we graduate about 50 to 100 new electricians, new plumbers, and here pretty soon HVAC workers, which um, as soon as they complete the, the expedited program of, I think it's 60 days, 60 or 90 days, they're immediately placed. But then more importantly, or equally as importantly, I should say, they get to go through the process of learning how to interview, how to put together a resume, um, kind of some of those soft skills that often get overlooked, but yet you and I know are so important. So it's really a holistic approach uh, to in a different way to look at um, a skilled trade. You know, I, I don't think that as we listen to what you guys have been working on, I think we just take things for granted. Like, oh, I need a plumber to come out. I have a link under my sink. And if you can't find a plumber for two weeks, you've got a problem. So the fact that you guys also looked at that and said, it's really about developing real infrastructure for everyone. And it's being funded and supported by oil and gas, but to better the community as a whole. Um, when we get back from break, I want to talk about housing because housing is also a necessary uh, thing you must have in the region. And that was missing prior to you guys starting up five years ago. Yet your operators, your members could see we're going to have a problem with where do we house all of our uh, staff and team and employees. So let's take a quick break. You're listening to an oil patch radio show. We'll be right back. 
In the oil and gas industries, you don't just need a workers' comp provider. You need a workers' comp provider who understands your business. That's Texas Mutual Insurance Company. At Texas Mutual, they've created the Texas Oil and Gas Association Safety Group exclusively for businesses involved with exploration and production. That means you'll have access to information and safety resources that fit the way you work. But the advantages don't stop there. As a safety group member, you'll receive a premium discount on your workers' comp. Plus, you can qualify for double dividends. You heard that right. Members can earn an additional dividend on top of the one you receive as a policyholder. It's all part of Texas Mutual's commitment to working as a partner with the businesses that keep our state running. Texas Mutual and the Texas Oil and Gas Association, two great organizations that are even better together. To see if you qualify to become a safety group member, go to TexasMutual.com slash TXOGA. And we're back. You're listening to on the Oil Patch Radio Show. My guest today is Tracy Bentley, who is the president and CEO of Permian Strategic Partnership. Tracy, thank you again for agreeing to come on the show and talk to us about one of the most important oil and gas areas. Well, it's not just oil and gas. You have solar, you have wind. This transition that we seem to be going through of uh, what does energy look like, and it's changing. But housing you know, what you guys are doing in the partnership and being able to focus on some really key strategic things that 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 area needs, if it's going to continue to be the most prolific energy um, area in the United States, continuing to help us with not being so dependent on foreign oil the way we used to be. Housing, I I remember looking at y'all's mission before you started, and housing was a key component we were already identifying that area as a problem because hotels were $800 a night, sometimes even a thousand. And that was for hotels. You couldn't even find a house to live in. It was uh, apartments. Everything was missing and lacked. It was so expensive. And in the five years since you guys have been there, housing has been a key component. Tell me about what you guys have focused on. I see a lot of new development, apartments and things in Permian. Um, specifically Midland and Odessa. Shoots, I see everything growing over there. Really nice. Tell me about your housing. Sure. Well, the very first housing project that we did really focused on teacher and teacher recruitment because it's very expensive to live here. And I don't know if most people know that. Um, I think because of where we're located, it's very uh, expensive to get materials here to build. because we're, we're very remote uh, and inflation tends to be higher here than other places. Anyway, it's expensive to live here. So if you're a brand new teacher starting out making, you know, 55000 um, but yet you're paying 1500 or $2,000 a month in rent, that's significant. And there's not a lot left over uh, to, do, to do things with. So um, we recognize that. And we heard this story over and over from school districts. So we started off as kind of doing a pilot project. So what if the Permian Strategic Partnership was able to work with a, an apartment association here locally that, that, does, that has regional apartments so that we could subsidize uh, new teacher housing by 20%. And so we were able to do that for a couple of years. And it, we saw um, a significant amount more of teachers who were willing to stay after their first year commitment, uh, because 20% is significant to them. And so um, that was that was a really great project um, that we that we partnered with the school districts on. But Kim, to your point, when I first got here in 2019, hotels were five, six, seven hundred dollars, uh, you know, for, for a holiday in Express 
hotel room and if you could even find one. And now if you, you've seen so much growth, not only in hotels, but by way of affordable housing, by way of, of uh, single family housing, multi-use uh, condos even are going up. So there's much, many more options and many of those options are much more affordable than they were even five years ago. And I attribute that uh, to a couple of things. But one, I think one of the main reasons is when you have my member companies and others, but my member companies saying, we're not going anywhere. We're, if there's anywhere we want to be doing, uh, we want to drill, be drilling, it's, it's going to be in the Permian Basin because it's so cost affordable um, and it's, it's friendly, right, to get a permit uh, in the state of Texas and parts of New Mexico. And so when we started talking about some of my member companies having 40, 50 year plans, that business plans that were made public, I think it gave this sense of security for builders to come in and say, okay, if we build, uh, we know that there's going to be people here to live in these homes and to buy them and, and to raise their families in. And so sending that signal to the construction, to the home building market that we're not going anywhere, um, but I think was, it was a big one. And number two, we had some initial builders come in who were willing to take some risks and, and look at some different plans to accommodate the, the, the uniqueness of our region. And I think when others saw that they were successful, it drew in more competition and other people saying, okay, we want to build here as well. So it just took time. But I think as you, as we've been kind of talking about through the whole segment here, leading by example uh, was really, really important in, in our companies getting out there and saying, we need you all to start building because we've got, uh, we've got big plans for this area. And it hasn't slowed down and doesn't look like it's going to slow down. But yes, um, when I was out there last month, just to see all the new growth, all the new buildings, new hotels, new restaurants, it, 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 the whole area is just seems to be on fire, but in a way that's good. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of economic growth that you guys really had a very large part in doing. Let's close out the segment on we are approaching the end of the year. And what does 2024 look like for the Permian Strategic Partnership? What are you going to be working on? It looks so exciting. I can't wait. 2023 was a great year. But as I feel like I say at the end of every year, I can't wait till next year. And that's the truth. You're going to see us um, open up a new STEM school, pre-K through uh, 12. Uh, we're going to start with pre-K through second grade and every year uh, put in another grade, but it's going to be a, the Harmony STEM Academy so that uh, our region, our families get access to a private school STEM education at a public school price. Uh, so, and anybody, not just uh, my member companies' families, but anybody who was interested in having their STEM get this high quality or high quality STEM education is eligible to go. So we're really excited to see that open and start um, educating even more intensely on STEM. Number one, number two, you're going to see even more work in the in the realm of career technical education and working with um, community colleges and University of Texas Permian Basin to really hone in on the curriculum that align with some of the jobs that we spoke about earlier uh, so that kids have so, uh, many options when it comes to career paths. And that may or may not be a four-year degree. In many cases, it won't be, but we want them to be to go right into the workforce with a high-paying job. So much more work on that. Healthcare is gonna be so exciting. We're gonna cut the ribbon, uh, groundbreaking on our new behavioral health center um, uh, in, at, the, at the end of this year, but you're gonna start to see physical construction go up next year, which is gonna be so exciting. 
And we're working with the University of Texas Permian Basin on um, um, more licensed counselors coming through their programs so that when the when the hospital does open, we've got the best of the best counselors there ready to, to step in and, and help there. So that's going to be really exciting um, to see next year as well. And then certainly, um, you know, when you were out here, Kim, you probably saw all the orange cones along the highway and, and all the, along the interstates. And I know it irritates people when there's road construction, but we haven't seen orange cones out here for years and years and years, decades, actually. And so there are going to be more orange cones, which signals progress. And that means our roads are getting better and safer um, and more efficient so that we can continue to produce the energy that the world and the country needs. So those are just three of the amazing things that I see happening next year. Very good. So, Tracy, I do want to thank you for coming back on the show and talk to me about your latest report. For anybody listening, our listeners who want to look at the report and see what's going on, I encourage you to go to permianpartnership.org. Again, that's permianpartnership.org. Tracy, keep up the good work. You guys are doing an amazing job. Thank you so much, Kim. You're one of our favorites. Thank you for, for your support. In the Oil Patch is where together we explore topics that affect us all in oil, gas, business, and in your community. Every week, your host, Kim Bellotto, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Hey, when you're in business, you have to make a lot of tough choices. So let's talk about an easy one, your workers' comp coverage. If you're a propane or butane dealer or operator, you need to join the Lone Star Energy Safety Group through Texas Mutual Insurance Company. As a member, you'll automatically get a discount on your premium plus you can earn double dividends that will go straight into your pocket. It's the easiest decision you'll ever make. Find out more at TexasMutual.com slash Lone Star Energy.